0: Hello it's time for a another episode of never punt comma never parlay a uh, college football show that talks about betting and value and uh, a fun exercise and putting pen to paper to try and discuss and divine what's going to happen in the college football season uh, I am uh, uh, of course Parker Fleming uh Your your host and I have with me, as always, for this season, every Tuesday afternoon from now until the end of the regular season. And then perhaps beyond, my co-host and my friend, uh, Douglas Farmer. Douglas,
1: how is it going today? You know, it's going pretty well, Parker, and it's going pretty well for me in particular because we're going to delve into the conference. I spend the most time following in the first place. The ACC is where we're starting today, and it's always more comfortable when you know the material. Like, I like to think I know the ACC.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It did it did we'll, we'll talk about the Conference USA at the end of this podcast too and that felt a little bit like homework just cuz there's a lot of turnover. Had to do a little research, but I'm glad to talk about both of them. Certainly glad for the opportunity to get the prep and to talk about it. We are Douglas, of course, part of the Hammer network, which is a network of content creators who talk about gaming and and sports and it is a great place for you to get all sorts of information for all sorts of of um, all sorts of sports, all sorts of bets, everything there, and of course we do share a YouTube channel with Hit the Books HQ, uh, which is just a, a great college football show. They're giving out good plays and good info there as well. You subscribe on YouTube, you subscribe where you get podcasts, you get their show, you get our show. It's all in one. So make sure that you do that and you check that out, um Douglas. With, without further ado, are you prepared to dive into the ACC and uh, and and talk for a little bit? We should say the ACC. And Notre Dame felt like the logical logical thing to do to put them in here. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna put Notre Dame here. I'm sure you'll have thoughts being our resident Notre Dame expert. But uh, but yeah, let's let's go ahead and let's dive in to our um, our first play. One I think that we are going to agree on. Um, if you don't mind, I'll Very set strongly. us up and then would love love to hear your thoughts. Uh, the never Pot never parlay has taken North Carolina at under eight and a half minus one thirty five. At Bet G uh, Bet MGM. Okay, I have to full disclosure, Douglas. I was out on them last year. Didn't love the defense. Didn't think they were going to do it, and they completely walloped that seven point five. Um, but I'm doing it again. I'm a little skeptical. Um, wh- why should we be under on North Carolina?
1: Well, I'm curious. Why didn't you love North Carolina's defense last year? It's It's not like they were last in the ACC in nearly every meaningful defensive category. It's not like they were second to last in the ACC in rushing yards a lot per carry or last in sacks or last in pass efficiency. You know what's really bad when I can recite all of those without having to look them up? It's really even worse when I know that they were 120-something in the country in sacks, 120-something in the country in tackles for lot. Parker, why were you low on uh, North Carolina's defense last year? I can't imagine. I, I can't I can't I
0: can't figure it out quite yet. And of course people who follow both of us on Twitter know exactly what we're dancing around here. The fact that um yes, they they do have Gene Chiswick as their defensive coordinator.
1: Uh Gene,
0: No, champion. no, not
1: not former Oliver and head um, coach Gene Chiswick.
0: That's national that's national champion, Gene Chisick to you. Uh but well, uh, yeah, yeah so the,
1: anything else since then, Gene Chizik?
0: You know, so it's, you know, Douglas, sometimes all you can do in life is play the hand you're dealt. And Gene Chizik has certainly done that perhaps better than anyone uh, at Auburn there. But, yeah, the defense makes me a little nervous. Um, you know, they, they 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 really last year were 124th in EPA per play in terms of success rate, 119th in passing success rate, 111th in rushing success rate. And it's just not going to get better. Uh, if you look at returning production for this year, North Carolina's returning production on defense, 68th. Uh, or 68%, which is 47th. So again, we like to say that returning production is only as good as the production that is returning, and it's not very good. I think the defense um, was able to be floated by a very good offense last year, but uh, you lose Josh Downs, who had over a third of your team targets two years in a row. He had a 30-plus target share in non-garbage time. Uh, Absolutely super versatile guy, absolute bailout option. And for as good as Drake May is, does the offense have the weapons to keep ahead of this defense? I don't think so.
1: I don't think so either, and it breaks my heart because Drake May can be so fun. And now I have I have an added wrinkle to this handicap that I did not warn you about that makes me feel even stronger about it. But I want to be clear. I don't want this wrinkle to happen. I want what I'm about to say to be completely falsified as the season goes along. I am cheering against this one thought. If Drake May sprains an ankle cool. or tweaks a hammy or gets a blow to the ribs in October after North Carolina has lost a game or two, Is he going to come back and play in November? And you look at the opening of the schedule, they don't have a build into the season at South Carolina, Appalachia state, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, right out of the gates, they're going to be tested. They've got Miami in game number six. Miami is one of the better defensive lines in the country. Part of my, I am low on North Carolina's defense. I think their offense is going to take a step back, but part of my under North Carolina play here is the thought that if Drake may tweaks a hammy first week of November, he's a top two, top three NFL draft pick, is he really going to come back on an eight and two team with already no chance at a, at a DC title at that point, you really feel even better about it. I don't want that to happen. I want Drake may to be healthy and a Heisman winner because he's that much fun, but you have to think about that possibility because this is a team that is so dependent on literally one player.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and even if you're going to talk about depth in that sense, which again, of course the injury conversation is only about depth. Uh, but Jacoby Criswell transferred to Arkansas. So even a backup who pretty confident backup, but he's out a lot of turnover there. The defense isn't very good. I, I, I really, and, and that schedule, that body blow schedule to start, man, South Carolina uh, starting out is, is a heck of a schedule followed by App State. And then Minnesota, Minnesota's no walk in the park there either. There's really not a lot of breathing room on the schedule. Um, and they finish with, you know, Clemson and NC State pretty, pretty rough deal here. I'm going to say that the defense is just too thin. I'm going to go ahead and take this, take this under eight and a half for North Carolina, and you're going to join me in it as well. So uh, a dour note to start our, to start our totals in the ACC. Here we are taking the under.
1: I'm not going to make it much better with my, with my play for myself. I am with you on North Carolina. It's a full play for me, but then I have another one here that is, is more just me and it's another under and it's Somewhat quarterback based. I am taking Wake Forest under six and a half available at mm-hmm. night one thirty at circus sports. I have enjoyed Wake Forest football for the last six years. Maybe it goes back to 2017. John Walford was a lot of fun. If underrated, it's just going to start to fall apart. Now this is a risk for me. And this is something that everybody should keep in mind when they're betting win totals or futures, they start to become interconnected. I already have a Vanderbilt overplay. Later, we're going to talk about Notre Dame and former Wake Forest quarterback Sam Hartman. Not only is he former Wake Forest quarterback Sam Hartman, he's future Wake Forest opponent Sam Hartman this November. So when you start playing these teams with different win totals that play each other, you're kind of hoping to thread a needle. If you're off on one handicap, it can really skew two or three plays. That said, the the flip side of that is, it can, if you get it right, you can go three and zero based on one handicap. This is just it's it's time for Wake Forest to start to fall off. Without Sam Hartman, their greatest strength is going to be wasted. They have they still have still very good receivers. And no offense to Mitch Griffiths, it's just time. He's not anywhere near as good as Sam Hartman, and it's gonna show. Parker, earlier this week, you advocated for a piece of gambling 101, which is at home win totals. You you go to each team and each game and say, the Wake Forest, Elon, Wake Forest gets 1.0 wins. Wake Forest, Vanderbilt, Wake Forest gets 0.7 wins. I do it very rough just so I'm not relying entirely on somebody else's numbers. I'm curious what your number is on Wake Forest when you do that at home.
0: Yeah, so full disclaimer, if you follow me on Twitter you see the the, the projected game scores that they're going to use a little in-season data and, and all that, this is not based on that. Those don't come out until a little bit later. But right now I do kind of have a, a heuristic I use as well. Um, I'm at 6.2.
1: They um, land at five point eight.
0: Yeah, so that, that's, that's, where... the that's that's not significant difference for me. I I, I I can I can I talk you into Wake Forest for a second? Could I just potentially?
1: Notre Dame fan to try, in you is gonna yeah. is gonna hate this.
0: Okay, Sam There's no
1: Notre Dame fan in me.
0: <laughs> Sam Hartman. Led the nation in yards, uh, in air yards last season. So, air yards is, of course, you throw it from the line of scrimmage to where the receiver catches it. But in terms of yards after the catch, he was like 42nd out of uh, out of qualifying quarterbacks. Uh, not a lot of yards after catch. And if you look at what he threw to last year, A.T. Perry, Jakari Robertson, Taylor Moran, uh, Moran, excuse me, Donald Stewart, Keyshawn Williams all had 35 or more care, uh, catches. Um, wide and diverse wide receiver room. Pretty good defensive line, not a lot of yards after catch. The dude was just chucking it up to dudes. Maybe there's some kind of claw fence system that really says, look, it's very simple. All you do, you stick the ball in the running back's hand, you either chuck it or you hand it to the running back, and we're going to get some yards. If you're talking to yourself about a Wake Forest, I think you believe that. Do I believe that? Not 100%, but I think it's worth saying out loud that, the, that that's the reason I don't have Wake Forest as an under here. Is I'm, I'm just, I, do I trust Dave Clawson's offense? I think I do. Um looking at their returning production this year, um 52nd overall, 46 uh, percent on offense, 117 of, lo- of course losing Hartman and A.T. Perry is gonna just absolutely haul that out. But on D percent 75th. So uh there's a lot of uncertainty. I certainly understand the over. I'm a little shy just because what if the system really does work?
1: You understand the under. I want to clarify, I'm on the under six and a half. You just yes. I was saying if you're that-
0: yes, I was taking the devil's, the, the, the devil's um Advocate. I was going to say the devil's I antagonist, but then I'd be nice agreeing with you.
1: <laughs> and I have a counterpoint to your your quarterback claw fence scheme thought. In close games, it starts to become more about the player, less about the scheme. Wake Forest was one in three in one possession games last year, despite having the leagues, the ACC's best quarterback in one score situations, best quarterback by far in one score situations. So if you're already at one in three in those moments with Sam Hartman, you can't convince me it's going to get any better in those tight moments with Mitch Griffiths. And they're going to need to win some tight moments against Pittsburgh or North Carolina state or Syracuse. The wins just aren't there for the, I'm not convinced they're going to beat old dominion. It's on the road and old dominion has sprung some upsets on ACC teams in recent years it's just it's not there for me under six and a half on wake forest
0: I totally I totally see it um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say my flyer uh, because I have that and then we have a future um, and so when I mention my flyer here I do want to mention uh, I shopped around a little bit looking at some different lines and I think that the value here came from shopping around if you want to be an intelligent gambler if you want to bet responsibly and uh, increase your odds of, of making profit here you can go ahead and scan that code in the bottom I do this every time that's my right your left in the bottom of the corner there that's gonna take you a link to sign up to some bet uh, to, to different sports books. It's really important to have accounts at different sports books, to shop lines, to make sure you're getting the best markets. You do that through BetStamp there, just a little kickback to BetStamp. It's not based on whether you win or not, just whether you set up, uh, excuse me, just whether you sign up. So uh, here's when we say, we shop around, we use tools like this um, to just, you know, just signing up at at different sports books is is, is gonna help you find the best odds. So I shopped on this play. I think you agree on this flyer. Uh, Let's go ahead and talk about it. We're gonna stay in the state of North Carolina, NC State. Plus 2,500 at DraftKings is going to be the play that we're going to make for a, uh, excuse me, for our flyer. Um, this is, again, not going to count on the record, not going to dunk anyone here. I'm just saying, hey, at this price, I'm kind of interested. Uh, Douglas, I went through and calculated the big free odds because that's a big thing for me looking at that based on the, the, the Circa openers. And then I looked at the DraftKings openers. So Circa's implied odds for uh, NC State to win the division or excuse me, when the conference opening were 5.18%. Um, Vic Free here at DraftKings, it's 3.2. So a pretty, uh, a little bit of an increase there. Circa uh, thinks it's a little more likely than that price. NC State has not met its ceiling multiple times in the last couple of seasons, but their floor has been relatively high. I think looking at the way the schedule breaks and looking at kind of the boring consistency of NC State, um, I-, I think this is worth a flyer at those odds.
1: I I agree with you. Obviously, we came to this individually. But first, I want to go back to your implied odds and your vig free to give that a little bit of an explanation for folks. Correct me where I get the process wrong here, Parker. I'm going to dumb it down to my level. Effectively, we look at Circa sports as the smartest, the sharpest college football. And we take those odds and we say this is what is implied by a number that Circa has. And for reference, Circa lists North Carolina State to win the ACC at 16 to 1. So as soon as we see somewhere else with much higher odds, 25 to 1 at DraftKings, that's where you start to see, okay, so we have our implied odds, our VIG free, but there's something better out there. Am I reading this correctly?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so we're, we're just taking the hold out because the sports books have to operate. They're going to charge a hold. Some some charge too big of a hold. That's kind of gross. But some of them, like Circuit, try to keep it to a minimum and um, and and say, hey, we're, we're you know just kind of respectfully making sure that we're going to stay ahead because that's how we operate as a sports book. But accounting for that hold tells you, hey, not what you're betting on. Uh, what you're The number you're betting on is not the actual probability that they're looking at. So you can compare that to the real probability by taking out the the big the on that. If you've got questions about that, obviously, hit me up on Twitter. We can talk about it. It's a pretty straightforward process. But um, I mean, Brennan Armstrong, right? Like NC State last year had second most broken plays. I know I brought that up for Northwestern last year, or last week. I want to be consistent. Disastrous offense. But QB revolving door last year, Brennan Armstrong, we've seen, has no fear. Zero fear. And when he's not getting pounded by a really, really bad offensive line, the guy can throw the ball. I think this puts a top ceiling or opens up the ceiling on North Carolina State's offense. If this clicks, man, I think it's better than, better than a 3.2% chance that they win this conference.
1: And you didn't even mention that he's reunited with his the, the offensive coordinator from Virginia, where he had that very successful 2021. Robert and I had a gut of a year at Syracuse, just like Brendan Armstrong had a gut of a year without an eye at Virginia. They're reunited at North Carolina State, and you mentioned – Armstrong plays well when he's upright. North Carolina State has rather quietly developed a reputation for good trench play, both offensive line and defensive line. You go back and look at the past NFL drafts, the last four or five, six years, they're putting first round draft picks into the draft from their lines, which always raises your floor on a team. So if we're saying Brennan Armstrong, Robert and I raised the ceiling, and this team already has a high floor, Dave Dorn has just become perpetual competence. When they don't have any expectations this year, I start to think the wolf pack might be dangerous
0: yeah absolutely um I, and again just a flyer don't don't know i think in our in our sheet where tracking i put 10 instead of 100 as a as a unit here so a 10th of a unit just a flyer but uh but yeah you, not, do not have,
1: you do have a more ambitious future slash flyer for the acc correct
0: the biggest pro football contests in vegas are back and bigger than ever with 14 million dollars in guaranteed prizes only at circus sports Enter in Nevada, play from anywhere, two ways to win and no rake. Play Circa Million, make five picks against the spread each week with quarterly and full season payouts, or join Circa Survivor, where you select one team each week straight up. Last the longest to win it all. 14 million in guaranteed prizes. Visit
1: CircaSports.com for details.
0: Yes, I do. And it's, man, it just makes a lot of sense to me. Um, What if I told you last year there was a talented team that didn't really know what they wanted to do with their talented quarterback, didn't really have an identity, and really just lost a lot of games that they shouldn't have lost? Uh, What if I told you that team now has a quarterback, now has an identity, and does not play either of the top two teams in the conference in the regular season? That's right. We're talking about the Cardinals. We're talking about Louisville. Plus 1,300 from Bet Rivers uh, that those odds substantially better than uh than Louisville's getting uh elsewhere uh plus 1200 at uh at Circa there so 1300 I calculated the implied odds with the with the big there 6.29% they're not playing Clemson they're not playing Florida State um I think the the way this sets up for them to have such an easy schedule uh in conference And then you can hedge on the money line against them in the conference championship should they make it and have to play one of Florida State or Clemson. This seems like a plus EV bet. Douglas, talk to me about it.
1: I understand the bet. You know I'm always on board when the scheduling matrix skews in favor of a team. I just think the Louisville praise this offseason has got a little ahead of itself. A lot of it comes down to quarterback Jack Plummer. Everybody is saying, oh, he's reuniting with Jeff Brown. This will be really successful. Yeah, they had some success at Purdue, but it wasn't out of hand. I pulled up his stats just now while you were talking. In his three years at Purdue, he had a touchdown interception ratio of 26 to 10. That's not great. Last year, it was 21 to 9 at Cal. That's like you're telling me that a former Cal quarterback is going to catapult a team into ACC title contention? That's where I'm a little skeptical. I understand the value. I understand understand the scheduling thought, but I'm not getting on board with the Louisville praise because I think too much of it is on this Plummer-Brom reunion.
0: Yeah, and, and you have to believe a little bit in the talent. You have to believe a little bit in the returning production. They're 56, per, uh, excuse me not the returning production. Look at the wrong note. Don't believe in the returning production. Believe in the Braum renaissance, believe that he can have a high volume o- offense and believe that that defense could be a little bit dirtier than I think people are prepared for there. Uh, I think Louisville has some of these market fundamentals with the turnover to say uh, we're, we're going to have a um, a more solid foundation. Last season, 17th on defense, 96th on offense in EPA per play. With Jeff Brom, that's almost certainly going to be a top 50 unit. Louisville, easy schedule. They get through. They're able to um, – uh, then, then then you get the hedge in the championship game. I like this bet. I talked myself into it all morning. I had to, but I, I, I turned out really, really liking it. So I think it's a good you one.
1: Uh, up. Talking yourself into it all morning. <laughs>
0: You had to. Uh, you had a point here that I think is important uh, because everyone and their grandmother seems to be talking about Clemson and Florida State. Why do we not have plays on Clemson and Florida State, Douglas?
1: Well, if I was going to say if I were to have a play on one, it would be Florida State and not Clemson. And this comes as from a guy who, who backed Clemson for the national championship last year. I expected them to flip it to Cade Clubnick earlier in the season last year. They never did until it was far too late. Cade Klubnick is a, a dynamic talent. I, and Will Shipley is an excellent running back. I see talent on the field for Clemson. Dabo Sweeney is now claiming this is the fastest team he's ever had, like literally, like pure speed on the field, fastest team he's ever had. But I look at Florida State, Pro Football Focus put out their top 10 offensive lines and defensive lines in the country. Only three lines from the ACC made those lists Miami's defensive line. Florida State's offensive line, Florida State's defensive line. I hear that and I start to think maybe, maybe that Florida State team is ready, but the odds have just gotten so short. I'm not there. I, I should have been more ready. Florida State, the best you're going to get. Again, this is why you shop, so you can get the best you can get. So when I say FanDuel right now, you scan that QR code, it'll bring you to a page where you can then click a link to sign up for FanDuel and, and makes life easy for you to find it. Florida State is plus 185 there, and that's the the best odds you can get on Florida State. To me, in, in a conference that is always a little chaotic, I know, no more divisions, no more coastal chaos, there's still going to be something. That's where I'm on North Carolina State. You're on Louisville. I can't get myself there with Florida State at this number. If it was 2:30 or 2:50, then maybe I'm there. But the odds are just too short.
0: Can I clarify? Can I clarify something for us? Because I'm gonna make sure we're being above the board. I took a flyer on NC State at plus 2,500. Is that a play for you or a flyer for you as well? It's a
1: flyer for me, but I'd rather no, I'd rather dabble in that yes. than engage at all in a futures play. I, yeah. um, again, if Florida we'll, state was a little more lucrative, I'd probably get myself to the window, but I can't do it at less than two to one.
0: If it's February, we're probably talking about Florida state more, but the entire offseason has run its course. Um, I will say testament to Mike Norvell and digging them out of an offensive line hole, which is not easy. That is hard. And he did it on both sides of the line. Very impressive. Um, Douglas. I think we've got all of our ACC bets there in the interest of keeping things snappy. We got to talk about Notre Dame. We got to talk about it, not just because of the green uniforms, not just because of the Jerry Maguire. We got to talk about Notre Dame. Um, Line is currently eight point five. I'm seeing. Uh, Yeah, where do you where do you stand on a Notre Dame uh, team total this season?
1: I uh, spent most of my morning trying to decide on this, and I have landed on over eight and a half available at neg one ten from our friends at Circus Sports. And it comes down to the simple fact that I like that number. If I could only get nines, I don't think I'd deal with it. But at eight and a half, Notre Dame has to lose four games. Yes, they've got three of Ohio State, USC, and Clemson. But you know what? They went one and two in those last year. And this team is going to be better than last year's team. Most notably to me is not Sam Hartman. It's the guy on the screen right now. The guy in blue. Sam Hartman's also on the screen. Benjamin Morrison is a preseason All-American. He's cornerback. He's on the other side of the field is Cam Hart, who is ready for the NFL when he's healthy. He had a shoulder injury in November that cost him the NFL draft this past year. Defensive backs have been a weakness at Notre Dame for years. Ohio state and USC blatantly exploited them last year, but now you got a preseason all American. You've got a guy who, should be on an NFL roster right now. I'm not saying he'd be a starter, but he'd be on an NFL roster right now. They've got the cockiest sophomore in the country behind them and Jaden Mickey. I start to see a defensive backbone that hasn't been there in years. So if you go one and two in those big three games, then I'll trust Sam Hartman and this offensive line to not lose two other games, to not lose two of NC State, Duke, Louisville, and Pittsburgh. Go three and one in those, you've got the over.
0: Man, I think the Notre Dame folks are going to kill me for this. But what uh, Parker's here's, here's about to say
1: is not wrong.
0: Here's the problem. All right. Last year, 43rd on defense in EPA per play. They were ninth against the pass and defensive success rate, but 79th against the rush in success rate. So got some shoring up to do there. And Marcus Freeman on the defensive side of the ball. It's year two. He's dealing with a lot of off-field stuff. Not, not that there's any scandal or anything, just saying like as a young coach, it's hard to manage a program. He's dealing with some of that. He can get his side of the ball in order. They bring in Sam Hartman and I like it. They weren't explosive last year on offense at all. 61st in EPA per play, uh, specifically in the run game, 89th. They just could not get anything going. Um, I have a couple qualifiers that I think are, are where I'm skeptical of Notre Dame and where I would actually take a flyer on an under. I would. I would take a flyer on and under 1% um, of drives starting in opponent territory in 2022. Number one, Notre Dame, 18.8% of their drives, not their, not just their scoring drives, all of their drives, almost a fifth of them started in uh, opponent territory. That is an absurd uh, starting field position advantage that is surely to regress to. Last season, Michael Mayer had 101 targets. Lorenzo Stiles had 46. Number one, tight end heavy, cannot run the ball. They're having to substitute rushes in short-yarded situations to a tight end because they cannot run the ball effectively. Here's the thing about Sam Hartman. I mentioned the yards after catch. I mentioned the lack thereof. A.T. Perry's not walking through that door. It matters who he's going to throw it up to. A.T. Perry takes a 50-50 ball and makes it 75-20. Does Notre Dame have that guy? Maybe, but we haven't seen it. That's going to be a new revelation to anyone in the world if Notre Dame has an A.T. Perry kind of guy that can go up and get the ball. And their safety net option of Michael Mayer is gone. They run games uncertain. You lost your safety net. You have a quarterback who can chuck it, but can anyone catch it? I'm very worried about this
1: Notre Dame offense. We could spend far too long on Notre Dame. For those who don't know, my day job is keeping track of this team. The two qualifiers, I will say to everything you just rattled off, the drive starting an opponent side of the field was skewed by seven blocked punts in seven straight games. And now, yes, that's going to regress, but it wasn't like it was an exact design of the game. No, but it it does
0: say like their offensive numbers might actually, they were 61st and they might've been inflated because they did start field position. They were number two in the nation. Um, Oh, I just lost my. I just moved my tabs and I lost it. I shouldn't keep multiple tabs open during this show. They were at starting field position on offense. They were third, averages starting field position of thirty four point four yard line. Uh, that's absurd. The that's other, absolutely absurd.
1: The other piece I wanna I wanna make sure we we say is the run game is uncertain. That was because the pass game was such junk that opponents could yeah. load the block, load the box. Absolutely, Audric Estime. Parker, you you like to point out Braylon Allen's uh weightlifting numbers. You have not seen Audric Estimate's build lately, have you? He, I know, I need an update there, yeah. He he, he uh Bulls in China shops are smaller than Audrick Estimate at this point. <laughs> he's got four. He's got a very strong offensive line. So the run game uncertain. No, it's the pass game last year was a problem because they had Drew Pine at quarterback. The run game was never uncertain. So now with Sam Hartman at quarterback, A.T. Perry or not, and you're right, believe it when we see it with these receivers. If a receiver shows up on a fall Saturday, then we can believe it. But it wasn't that the run game was uncertain. It was that the quarterback was a liability, and that damaged the run game. Absolutely, absolutely affects the general equilibrium. Yes. And, and that's where we, that, again, we could go far too long on Notre Dame, and we shouldn't because we have other things to discuss. We have other things to discuss like, like Circus Sports, Parker. You and I are going to make a trip out there in a few weeks because those folks do everything, including offer $14 million in guaranteed prizes for two NFL contests this year. One, the Circa Million has $6 million in guaranteed prizes. Might end up more than that. That's just a, a pick-the-spread-every-week NFL competition. And then there are other The Circus Survivor with $8 million guaranteed, again, could end up more than that. That's pick one team each week to win. Last person standing wins the $8 million. Those lineups are by by September 9th. NFL, you get an extra week or two compared to us in the college football world. But that is all from Circus Sports, $14 million guaranteed. Every time I say that, I'm like, man. Circa's not not messing around. I'm hoping they spoil us a little bit when we're there. If they're offering $14 million to the NFL folks, maybe we can get a drink ticket or two. (laughs) And and while we're getting those drink tickets or two, we'll end up delving into a conversation that – I don't mean to not Conference USA, but sometimes I feel like I need a drink to keep talking about Conference USA, partly because it, it, there's such changeover in that league this year. I have to try to remind myself who's in and who's out, and here's where we're going to, I believe, throw up a list of just who left the conference last season and who's joining the conference this year. They lost six six uh six conference members. And they bring in four, including two former FCS schools, Jacksonville State and Sam Houston State are making the jump up from the FCS. Liberty and New Mexico State were independents a year ago. What's important to remember about these four newcomers is Jacksonville State and Sam Houston State cannot, I repeat, cannot win the conference or go to a bowl game. It's not that they're not good enough. They're just not allowed to. They also probably aren't good enough. That's important to remember with Conference USA, a nine-member league with only seven members available for the Conference Championship game. And that's where, Parker, it gets a little a little fluky, if you will, trying to handicap this because there's only there's only seven teams that we can bet on for futures, and the odds would say only two of them are contenders. But before we get to the futures, you went with one of the contenders as, as a win total play right out of the gates. I was a little surprised to see it because I asked some just broad strokes questions about that team.
0: Yeah, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to believe I was going to mention the cal- caliber of the coaches coming in there. Uh, those those four there. I'm I, and, and I think that's interesting. Uh, CJ, um, oh, I'm going to say Keen, but that's not his last name. It's Sam Houston. You got Jerry Kill at New Mexico State. You've got um, Rich Rod at Jacksonville State. And you've got uh, Jamie Chadwell from Coastal Carolina taking over at Liberty. That's my play right here. Liberty over eight and a half. You can get that at one thirty at, um, at that MGM right now. I believe, um, this is super interesting to me. And I, and it's really an argument about scheme. Okay. I look, I love our shots clears. Don't get me wrong. When the guys in teal, um, are out there running an offense that is mostly making opposing defenses say what the hell is happening. It is so fun. And I love it. I am trusting that, um, uh, I, I am trusting, in fact, that it is going to be a um, a little bit more about the scheme than it is the players. I think Grayson McCall is still at Coastal Carolina and has not transferred up for a variety of reasons. Some of those uh, might be correlated with the fact that he's not really up on NFL draft boards. I think that's not to knock him. That's not to say he's not doing a good job of what he's given. It's to say that he has been given uh, the proverbial silver spoon in terms of offense. One metric that I really like to track that with is percent uh, success rate differential in terms of plays with and without motion Costa Carolina among the top teams in the nation at using motion among the top teams in the nation at success rate on plays with motion. That to me speaks to a, a coaching advantage. That's where I'm really liking Liberty here. Caden Salter we saw last year when, you know, the uh, Liberty wasn't entirely mailing things in after their coach had taken the Auburn job or knew he was going to take the Auburn job uh, they, that he could sling the ball. He played very well in backup role. Jonathan Bennett, the redshirt shirt saw, uh, junior, I think is somebody that, um, has excited a lot of folks in that sphere as well. I think that the Liberty offense is going to be very good. The returning production does worry me a little bit, but again, you've got a coaching edge and they should be favored in uh all but three games, I believe. And if you look at the breakdown here, they get a good start and a good non-con bowling, uh, you know, bowling green and buffalo, two Mac teams in their uh in their non-con as well as UMass later on. Um, and so I think that while I'm not sure that I'm sold on them as a title contender for this, I mean, I, I, as, a, as a bet for the title here, I think this eight and a half looking at, you know, again, that pen and paper where they're going to be favored, knowing the coaching edge they have, knowing that they have two guys who can really throw the ball, they're going to throw them to the wide open wide receivers. I think Liberty and the way the schedule breaks over uh, over eight and a half is uh, is is an interesting play for me here.
1: My worry is is a lot of what you're saying, I think, take an extra year. Jamie Chadwell's offense is different than – this is why we like it so much and why it's fun to watch, but it's different than almost every other offense in college football. Grayson McCall excelled in it because he had time to really fine-tune it, really understand every intricacy. Without that time, I worry Jamie Chadwell's offense is going to be misfiring for some of the season. And with a win total as high as 8.5, they can't misfire much – that's the reason I stayed away from this. It's and that's part of the reason you won't hear me buy Liberty to win the to win conference USA, because I'm just worried it might we might be a year away. It's that simple.
0: Yeah, totally, totally fair. And I think the, the counter counter there is just your first four games are bowling green, New Mexico State, Buffalo, FIU.
1: Um,
0: those are four teams that I'm not super high on. I think you get a good on-ramp. And then you get a buy and you can reset and say, let's let's figure out what else we can install. Uh, trusting the coaching edge there. Understand staying away, though. I think I absolutely understand both sides of it and just lean towards. I think that the coaching advantage is really what's big there. Notice I didn't read the Liberty stats from last year because, again, there are very some some very big discrepancies about when they were and weren't caring. You had to flip the care switch a little bit for Liberty last year and handicapping him. Um, OK, enough about Liberty. You've got a team total here, uh, one I like a whole lot. One I considered. One I think you're going to end up talking me into before we get here. Uh, Talk to me about Middle Tennessee State.
1: Well, I didn't know you considered it. It's we just talked about a coach in his first year. Rick Stockstill's been at Middle Tennessee State for longer than I can remember. I'm grabbing the under six and a half at plus money, one six plus one sixteen at Fanduel. This is a team that everybody remembers. They they beat Miami. And I intentionally didn't look up the stats because it's more fun to embellish and then look them up later and realize I was about right. I think they had five touchdowns of 60 yards or longer to beat Miami. Like 300 of their 450 yards came on the touchdown plays. It was just absurd. And now that quarterback and those receivers are gone. Middle Tennessee State's offense is going to take a step back. They – They have to go to Liberty. They have to go to Western Kentucky, the two stronger teams in Conference USA. And, oh, yeah, how does Middle Tennessee State start the year? At Alabama, at Missouri. Can they even escape those games intact? Or are they going to get beaten up and discouraged too much to really capitalize on the next two weeks being Murray State and Colorado State? Yes. Colorado State's not an easy out-of-conference game. Should win. Middle Tennessee State should win, but it's not an easy Ooh. one. They've got. Oh, we're short
0: so heartily about that. Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't let you slander my Rams on uh, like that. We'll talk to them about the Mountain West, but I will agree, it's not an easy out. It's it is a hard game whether they should or not lose it, and they're going to have the beatdown effect times two because Missouri's going to be wagging a little bit this season as well.
1: Middle Tennessee State has two short weeks this year as Conference USA gives the people what they want, and that's weeknight football. Those short weeks to me always just scream weird things are going to happen, and I'm going to just give a little bit of an edge, a little bit added edge to the underdog. And against, uh, let's see here, who is it? Jacksonville State, and Louisiana Tech, Middle Tennessee State would be the favorite. So I'm just going to knock their win probability by 5% in each of those, which starts to knock me toward that under six and a half. And then just to put a real button on it, they end the season at Sam Houston State. Remember what I said earlier? Sam Houston State can't play in the conference championship game. Sam Houston State can't go to a bowl game. The Bearcats and head coach Casey Keeler from earlier. Uh,
0: that was they're it. Gonna I, I, I was close. <laughs> and just,
1: they're going to they're gonna go all out in that last game. Sam Houston State going to win that? probably not but it's win probability should be juiced up a little bit just given that circumstance that situational spot of Middle Tennessee State might be sitting at six wins and not really care Sam Houston State's going to want to end their season on a good note at home and I can get that under six and a half at plus money that's what got me across the finish line seeing the season ended at Sam Houston State and it's at not not even in, in Murfreesboro at Sam Houston State
0: yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a, a really smart, uh really smart play there. And yeah, it doesn't look like empty, eh, middle Tennessee, despite beating Miami last year and having such a high note there is really poised to make a step forward. That defense, certainly not the thing of, um, you know, it was 55th and raw EPA per play. Your opponent adjusts that that's coming down in the seventies, 98th and EPA per rush uh last season for for middle tennessee state's offense just not good uh at all and um yeah i think that's i think that's a pretty reasonable play i like that one a whole lot um i'm gonna take a flyer i think we're gonna we're gonna alternate here because i have a flyer i don't have a future you don't have a flyer but you do have a future so maybe you're a little bolder than i taking uh making this an actual future than than a flyer but again very small unit here not really going to talk about this on my record but just going to say what if um what if Rich Rod is like one of the best football coaches in the country? <laughs> uh, off field issues aside, I think that there is a pedigree for the man having success in multiple, uh, multiple areas. Um, Logan Smothers, not an awful quarterback, certainly should be towards the top of the U uh, of the conference US, uh, USA in terms of raw ability. And we can see if Rich Rod can develop and if the offense is innovated, they're obviously going to be troubled with the trenches Um That's just hard regardless of who you are when you're moving up here. But the total is 4.5. 4.5 wins for for Jacksonville State. We're talking about Rich Rod here um, in in a situation where I I really think that they could come in and – just be fine and have a lot of like rah-rah, we actually care about games that don't matter to the other teams. And not quite like James Madison, who had a huge bulk of returning talent last year and a really, really good quarterback, but in a similar fashion could outkick what people are thinking about them because of the, the coach they have and the advantage there. So again, just a small flyer. I don't think they'll They'll hit that like six win or anything. Obviously they can't go to bowl this year anyway, but uh, over four and a half wins, plus 115 at that MGM Just a little flyer, just something to sprinkle for Jacksonville State. Entirely on, Richrod has a quarterback who's been around the block a couple times. That's a recipe for success. Not so
1: often. Every so often you say something about a coach that just catches me off guard. Nick Saban is <laughs> underrated. Rich Rodriguez might be the one of the greatest coaches in the country. Things that I just wasn't expecting to hear on Never Punt, Never Parlay, but but that's what we keep you around for. Both coach.
0: of those are true. Both of those are objectively
1: true. <laughs> I, uh, As you said, I do have a future, but it's at good enough odds that in our tracking sheet, I put it in for half a unit. Flyers Ooh, are usually I just see. a tenth of a unit to keep an eye on them. I'm betting this at half a unit. UTEP to win Conference USA. I've got it at 11 to 1 over at DraftKings. And I know I'm betting on University of Texas, El Paso to win its conference. But stick with me here. Odds wise, only Western Kentucky and Liberty are being given a chance. Everybody else is 9 to 1, 10 to 1, or worse. But UTEP is returning four offensive line starters, a veteran quarterback, and a good running back. Right there, you've got a high floor. When you look at how the scheduling breaks down, there are four teams they'd want to play on the road because they're just bad teams. They play three of them on the road. There are uh, four teams they'd want to play at home because those are good teams, well, Conference USA good. They get three of them at home. So right there, the scheduling matrix leaned into it for UTEP. Anybody else in this area you're going to consider? Middle Tennessee State, we're already both low on. Louisiana Tech, the scheduling matrix did the opposite on it. And as much as you might like, former Boise State quarterback Hank Bachmeier, when the scheduling matrix is that against you, I'm going to step away. But UTEP, it all broke in its favor. It's got a veteran quarterback, good running back, offensive line. That, to me, is already enough to say there's value in this 11-1. to And an 11-1, to I'm barely betting them to win the conference. I'm betting them to make the conference championship game against Liberty or Western Kentucky and I'm going to sit there and count some cash either way. It's, it's really betting one of those two will slip up and I've picked out the right team as number three.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I, and, and I understand that logic. I, I think I would be more inclined towards Louisiana Tech. I like Bachmeier um, and I feel like their floor is a little bit higher, but the scheduling argument is super compelling. Can I be very negative about UTEP for a minute? I'll be I'll be positive first and then I'll be negative. And the reason that I don't agree with this play, and I think it's healthy to disagree, not dunking on you here, even though you made fun of my very correct rich rod opinion. Um, (laughs) uh, Gavin Hardison, gunslinger. Absolute gunslinger. The dude will step up and chuck the ball. Uh, 8.19 air yards per completion. That's sixth in the nation. That's up there with some guys like Davis Brin from Tulsa, Sam Hartman from Wake, um, uh, Skyler Thompson at Nebraska when they were just absolutely chucking it, Austin Oni North Texas when they were absolutely chucking it. But... um, Most yards lost to drops last season. He was third, 447.1 yards, almost 500 yards lost to drops from UTEP last year. So they have an experienced quarterback. They have an experienced running back and they have experienced offensive line. The receiving unit cannot help Hardison out. They're going to have to take a big step forward there. Additionally, smallest difference in rushing success rate with and without a blown block. So, saying how much when, when things went well in your run game, how much better were you than when things went poorly? UTEP was the smallest in the nation, plus 15.2 percentage points. If you're having trouble contextualizing that stat, let me just read you some of the other names that were up there Cal, Northwestern, Miami of Ohio, Boston College, Bowling Green, Old Dominion. It's not a good list to be on. Um, really seems like they have some schematic issues. They're really not able to capitalize even when plays are blocked well. Um, The drops, that makes me nervous. Uh, Additionally, last year, it's not like they were good at one thing and had a gaping hole. They were 103rd in EPA per play, 93rd on offense, 92nd on defense. And the offense – Wasn't for lack of trying to be explosive. They kept going deep, but 83rd in passing success rate, 103rd in EPA per play passing. Love Gavin Hardison. Love watching that dude step up and chuck it downfield. Not sure that they have any sustainable path to success. The the scheduling is there. I would trust Louisiana Tech a little bit more, but let me tell you, I don't trust Louisiana Tech very much. That's why I'm not going to have a future in this conference. I'm just going to say I disagree with Douglas's play.
1: It, I hear all of that, but the other thing I just heard was the receivers can't play worse. And you say it was 93rd and 92nd, I think, in EPA offense, EPA defense. Those are decent numbers for conference USA teams. I'm saying yeah. they gotta finish in the 70s. I mean, low high eighties is fine. It's and and the other you keep saying Louisiana Tech, Louisiana Tech has to go to UTEP. Louisiana Tech has to go to El Paso. That is another, that's one of those teams where the scheduling matrix did one team a favor, yeah. the other not. And if I'm going to look for the value in this conference, which is what I'm always going to try to do. I think it really is with UTEP 11 to one via DraftKings. I'm happy to put a half unit on there and see how it plays out. And, and Parker, I think, I think that's, I yeah, that's all of our. Can I do
0: this live before the recap? Let's call that the first of many bet beers. We should write this down beer bets. I'm going to bet you a beer that Louisiana tech finishes higher in the standings than UTEP. Do you agree to these terms? Even money, one beer for one beer. You have to yeah, say yes
1: <laughs> Okay. All right. I, te- I was trying to think how I wanted to juice it, cause you, but it's just best in no. the standings. And I'm assuming you if they're te- tied, head-to-head winner takes it.
0: Well, if, if it happens, then we both have to buy each other. Uh, that, well, yeah, the, the head-to-head winner, I agree to that. I think that's fair. I think that's great. We'll see the tiebreaker scenario for the Commons USA. That'll give us a little juice. To, uh, to be interested in, certainly looking at this 4410. wow, we hit that right on the nail. That's perfect. Let's recap our plays really briefly and we'll be out of here for this week. Uh, I had uh UNC under eight and a half minus 135 at bet in GM. Louisville uh, at plus 100 or excuse me plus 1300 at bet Rivers to win the ACC. Uh, i took a flyer on NC state plus 2500 to win the aCC there as well in the conference usa i took Liberty uh over eight and a half minus 130 at pet mGM giving some bet GM some love they've got some good odds here um jackson's jacksonville state over four and a half plus 115 was a flyer for me at bet MGM as well douglas what were your plays this week
1: to finish up, finish up this week of Never Punt, Never Parlay, part of the Hammer Betting Network. I went with Wake Forest under six and a half, neg one thirty via Circus Sports. I joined you on under eight and a half, North Carolina, You're the bet, bet MGM, as you said. It's nice to see us agree on something that easy. Uh, and then I took a flyer with you as well on North Carolina State, 25-1 to 1 to win the ACC. We avoided any committed futures in the ACC because the value is just not there for us. I am betting Notre Dame over eight and a half wins this year. Neg won 10 via Circus Sports. And then to Conference USA, I'm under six and a half wins for Middle Tennessee State. Positive value via FanDuel. And I'm going to throw half a unit somewhere between a future and a flyer. On UTEP to win Conference USA at 11 to 1. And then when they win Conference USA, that 11 to 1 will also become 11 to 1 and a beer from Parker because he insisted <laughs> that Louisiana Tech would beat UTEP.
0: That's going to work out. That's going to work out. Great. All right. That is our ACC and Conference USA uh, overview. I believe next week we are doing the Big 12 and the American. Is that correct?
1: And we're also going to probably, if we have any bets on Army, UConn, and UMass, that's what we'll fold yeah. them in. Uh, we'll throw Navy the independents the in there. AAC with Navy and the AAC, it makes sense to discuss Army and what else are we going to discuss? Connecticut and Massachusetts? Well, no, we're discussing the Big Twelve. We should discuss UConn.
0: <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows by this time next week who the hell is going to be in that conference? We'll cross that bridge when we get there. This has been Never Punt, Never Parlay, part of the Hammer Network, uh, sharing a YouTube channel with Hit the Books HQ. Make sure you sign up with the QR code at the uh, Sportsbooks Through Betstamp. Uh, make sure you find the best odds and um, best of luck. We'll be back next week.